So, I actually uh, posed some episodes from the Good News Network. I think that's what they're called. And they did a review on a Left Behind movie. Now, I, I just actually got done watching the movie. And I'll give you my opinion after I talk about what they was talking about. But I had to unsubscribe from them. And it's the, that's the thing. Like, I got so many different YouTube channels. And, um, you know, the one I started with, like, I started weeding out, like, all of the, I don't want to say, like, the wolves in sheep's clothing, but maybe it's just, like, this is the thing. Like, you just don't know because there's so many people that don't really get um, how perfect God is. That they don't understand, like, like how serious he is about sin. And it's like this, like, these demons, the reason they're able to, to gain legality to attack us and come at us the way that they do is because God is a just God. You see what I'm saying? And everything that he does is good. And what people don't understand is... You know, and I get caught up in it too because when you in, when you're in it, when you're going through like a uh, or, ordeal or a situation, you don't really see what's going on because you're kind of like in the fog, you know. And these demons, they got all kinds of things that they do to us, you know. Like they can weigh on you, where you just feel like a heavy sulking or like a heavy grief or like a heavy depression out of nowhere. And sometimes you're just like, I don't even know why I'm depressed, but I feel super weighed down. I feel heavy. I feel very sad and I just don't know why, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like they, they're constantly attacking and I kind of, you know, I was under spiritual warfare earlier, you know what I mean? And it wouldn't be right, you know, for me to not like give a follow up to that. But interestingly enough, my grandmother, who doesn't speak English, my aunt, she texted me. And I don't really know them that well because, like I said, um, my dad, he had kidnapped me from my mother and that side of family when I was a kid. So I never grew up, like, knowing my mom. You know, like, I don't know what her voice sounds like. I don't know what it sounds like when she laughs. Like, I don't know nothing about her. I mean, she's dead now, but I just never had that opportunity to grow up with her because whenever... My dad and her got into it, you know, he took me and dipped out, and then um, I guess he threatened that he was going to kidnap my sister, so they went, her my grandmother fled back to Mexico, and and then when they came back, I think she came down, she came back under a new name or whatever, so yeah, I can talk about it now because, you know, um, they're both passed away, so it's not like they can get in trouble for anything, but um, so yeah, there's always two, well, I think they said there's always three sides to a story, right? So like probably my dad's side, my mom's side, and then the truth. And, um, so I don't know, I'm sure I'll figure it out one day, probably when I'm with God and I just like do the life review and all that. But, um, <clears throat> anyway, um, uh, what was I getting on? Oh, yeah, demons, like, messing with us. Probably right there trying to get me to forget what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, so uh, my grandmother, so my aunt, 
she translates from my grandmother because my aunt does speak English. She's bilingual. And she was like, hey, um, your grandmother's going to send you $200. And I'm like, man, that's crazy because, like, I vented to my aunt a little bit, but I really try not to vent to nobody because nobody wants to hear you vent. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's got their own problems, you know? And... I don't really, I don't really deal with anybody, so I really don't have nobody to vent to, except for whoever's listening to this, and it kind of works out for me, because I don't have to deal with, like, you know, the eyes rolling back, or uh, the sighing, or someone trying to cut me short, because they don't want to deal with, like, what I'm going through, but it's weird, because, like, when people tell me their problems, like, I really sympathize with them like I remember when I first went down to Miami see like my mom came to me in a dream and like she kicked me this is all in my book or whatever but I know nobody's gonna listen to it so but she kicked I had a dream where there was this late I was watching tv and this heavy set lady that was bald she didn't have no hair she got in front of the tv and I'm like hey get out the way I'm watching tv and she's like yelling at me in Spanish and I'm like what I'm like I don't know what you I don't speak Spanish I don't know what you're talking about and she was like I'm your mom go find your mom and I'm like I don't have a mom and she was like yes you do and she kicked me in my shin and she kicked me so hard in my shin right like I woke up and my shin was like red it like actually hurt you know and I'm like, man, what in the world? And I'm like, oh, man, that was just a crazy dream. So I tried to go back to sleep, but I couldn't get to sleep. So um, I went into my studio, into my office or whatever, and I was digging through my files, and I found my birth certificate. And I was like, yeah, I guess I ain't really tried to look for my mom, you know, all these years. My sister used to try to all the time. Like, she even discovered, like, a shoebox under my dad's bed that had all the pictures. And she was like, I know this is my mom. Because my dad was, like, trying to keep it a secret. You know what I mean? Because he basically kidnapped both of us. So he was on the run, switching identities, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And um, he was beefing with, you know, my mom because my grandmother didn't want her with my dad. And she was trying to get the abortion with me. And then she was trying to, like from what my dad said, like, pimper out to drug dealers, you know, so, um, and I want to say pimper, pimper out, but try to, like, you know, play matchmaker or whatever, but, um, and my dad just didn't want that lifestyle for us, he didn't, he didn't want us to grow up around, you know, like, the drug, drug dealer lifestyle, my dad worked an honest job, like, he never, I mean, he worked for himself, but he didn't speak English, and he really, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't perfect, but he wasn't super scandalous, you know what I mean? Like, as much as I could think of my dad as, like, he'd still, like, pop sometimes. Like, if he went to, like, a McDonald's or a Burger King, he'd ask for water, and then he would get, like, pop and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'd do silly stuff like that, or, like, he'd get water. And ask for like a hundred lemons and make his own lemonade at the table. So that was just how my dad was. And when he did signs and stuff like that, um, for like businesses, like he would just take their old signs and like refurbish them. So he like clean off the plastics. I remember helping him clean off plastics with paint thinner and all that. And, um, 
and then he'd re redo it. But really, it was just to save money because he never charged these business owners no nowhere near the price that they would have to pay going to a professional company. So they go to a professional company, they could be spending ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for their signs. You know what I mean? And then my dad would come along and he'd be like, man, I'll do it for like $2,000 and I'll put neons in your window. So it was always like they couldn't beat those type of deals. But I remember at first, um, he just he was just trying to be in business for himself so bad that he didn't even take any money up front. So he'd use his own money for all the supplies and all that stuff. And then once the sign was done, they'd stiff him and not pay him. So then he, I, was, I remember even being a little kid telling my dad, like, Dad, you need to at least to get 50% up front. And it was so hard for him to do that because he was just really just, like, gentle-hearted. You know what I mean? Like, he was just a kind-hearted type of guy. He always donated to the homeless. Like, even if they were selling him, like, fake jewelry, he knew it was fake. But he would just try to help those homeless people because they were at least trying to... um you know, try not to beg. And in Miami, actually, that's how, like, all the homeless people are down there. Like, they're always hustling. Like, they're selling oranges, bananas. Like, they're they're working for the money. You know what I mean? So, it's it's it was different coming here, you know, to Columbus, Ohio, where they really, they don't do nothing. They just hold up signs, and then they get mad at you if you only give them a dollar. And everybody's all drugged out up here. So, it's a way different, you know vibe for like the homeless people like it, it actually surprises me sometimes like when i donate to homeless people um like trying to buy them food and then they're being picky about the food like well what is it no nah, no nah, i don't want th this just happened to me like four days ago um i bought some dude some wendy's you know what i mean and i'm like hey man i got you some food if you're hungry he's like no nah, i'm not hungry and i'm like well what about if you want to save it for later he was like well what is it and i'm like it's like a double decker and some nuggets. He's like, Well, what kind of what kind of sauce for the nuggets? And I'm like, dang, man, this dude <laughs> he really on it. He really got he really got a, a, a taste for a certain thing, you know. And I was like, barbecue sauce. And he's like, Okay. And I'm like, Well, I got you eliminate too. He's like, Nah, I already got a water. <clears throat> I wasn't mad at him, you know, because I seen it seemed that he kinda had like maybe special needs or you know, his um mind might not have been you know, I don't even know the word for it, but he didn't seem like he was fully developed mentally. And um and then I respected his honesty. Like, no, I'm I'm already have some water. I don't I don't need lemonade, you know. And I was like, Oh, okay. <clears throat> so I mean I don't I don't be tripping out on that. Like I respect I mean these these are people, they're humans, you know. So um, you know, if they don't need something, they don't need it, you know, and, and what they do need, that's what they need. So I, I respect that. But I mean, I've had people spit at me when I gave them a bottle of water before or cuss me out because I told them I didn't have any cash or like everybody has cash. And I'm like, nah, not really. Like a lot of, a lot of things are direct deposit now, you know what I'm saying? And I just don't carry cash on me unless somebody gives me cash, which is rare. But anyways, long story short, um, that good news network, man, it, it kind of bothered me because they, um, they're like, oh yeah, that left behind. It's all this, and you know, they're, you know, they're talking about the pre-tribulation rapture, and I'll give you, I'll give anybody ten thousand dollars if they can prove prove it in the Bible. Just give me one scripture, and it's just like, are you serious? I'm like, man, just go to Pastor Sandy Armstrong's channel, you know, 
And the thing is, you have to have a relationship with God to even understand what's going on right now, to, to understand what's going on in the Bible. You know, so for people to go to other channels and do this and that, like I do post like a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? But I listen to, to probably 90% of it, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I can't get all the way through something, you know what I mean? So sometimes I might not catch if they throw something at the end of a video or whatever, you know what I mean? Just because I'm in and out the car all the time working. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to go hard for the kingdom and I'm doing all this stuff while I'm working Whereas I don't really know anybody that's going hard like I'm going, you know what I mean? Like I know people online, you know, like that Crystal Love for Jesus. She's constantly posting just videos from all kinds of people all over the world that are having rapture dreams. You know what I mean? And these people don't do not know each other. You know what I mean? And a lot of times like the videos she's posting, like most of these people, they're not like regular rapture dreamers you know it's like somebody maybe three four rapture dreams tops but usually it'll be like a couple rapture dreams and a couple left behind dreams you know what i mean like just to give you the scenario of what's going to happen because it really does de 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 depend on if we're being obedient or not and it is in the bible like it's all over the bible the whole bible is talking about the rapture because it's in patterns it cycles. What's, what, what's the Bible say? There's nothing new under the sun. You see what I'm saying? So if there's nothing new under the sun, everything's in loops. Everything's a pattern. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you got the parable of the, the five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins. Why would you even have that parable if there wasn't a pre-tribulation rapture? The whole thing is talking about the bridegroom. And then why does it say that he's coming for a spotless and blemish-free bride if you're not supposed to um, be working out your salvation with fear and trembling. So I just, I can't stand people, you know what I mean? That, that, uh, I just, I can't stand it, you know? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be a pre-tribulation rapture. And I, like I said, it said, well, in those days, it will be like the days of Noah that people will be drinking, eating, and giving in marriage. So you think people are going to be eating, drinking, and giving in marriage during a tribulation where it blatantly tells you there's going to be famine. There's going to be cannibalism. Did you read Malachi? Did you read Jeremiah? Did you read 2nd Esdras? I'm not even a Bible scholar. Like, I'm a baby Christian, and I get these things. And God get you know, God gives me dreams to watch Pastor Sandy Armstrong. He's given me dreams that the rapture is actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, 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 that, that, is, that it's real. You know what I'm saying? And even when I was first going on this, I'm like, God, you need to show me yourself. And then just one time, like in the middle of the night, I just turn on my little uh, desktop light and I open the Bible. And right where I opened it up, I just I just opened it up randomly. And I might have turned like a couple pages and right there, it was like First uh, Thessalonians 4.17. I, I don't know if that's correct. Let me look it up real quick. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes this stuff just come to me. Hold on real quick. I don't even know if that's it or not. What was it? Uh, 1 Corinthians 15.52? Okay, let me remember that. Maybe that's... Hold on. What did, I, what did I say the first one was? Let me see if I'm right here. That's how these things come to me. So I said 1 Thessalonians... What did I say? 4... 
417 or something like that. So this is 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, with them, the dead in Christ, in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So why will we comfort one another with those words? And then what was the other one that I said? Did I say it was 1 Corinthians? 1552. Come on, Illy. Come on, Illy. Who giving this to me? Is that the Holy Spirit? Let me see. KJV, of course. Let's see. Ooh, that boy good. It ain't me. It's you, Lord. It's you. First Corinthians 15:52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. And we know that flesh will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So right there, 1 Corinthians 15, 52, 1 Thessalonians 14, 17. Actually, I was a little off. 14, 16 through 18. But close enough, right? And um, and they both say the same thing. That we will get we will, we will be changed, meaning we will get our glorified bodies. And once we get our glorified bodies, bam, cloud party, holla at me. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, as you can see, maybe some of y'all pray for the kid and it lifted his depression off of me. But yeah, just the fact that mi abuela, you know I don't speak Spanish, but mi abuela, she's going to send me 200. You feel me? And it's crazy because a couple days ago, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday on my birthday. Like I woke up. Went back to sleep, and then in that second dream, which actually could have been third, fourth, fifth dream from the night, I don't know. But the dream right before I woke up, uh, you know, for the last time, was um, I was in a, I was in this small room. I don't even think I told y'all this dream. I get, I, I dream every day, multiple times. I really don't share them like that, but I know this was something. Sorry, I know this was something from the Lord. And I was like, there's a small door. Like this door was so small. And it was not only was the door small, I remember it looked being like um I almost want to say like a nine shape or like a P. Like a P shaped. So like imagine like a P shaped door and it was in a in a and it probably came up to my waist. And I was like I remember in a dream, I'm like, man, you guys need to cut this all the way up like a rectangle and make it like a regular door. And they were just laughing like, nah. So I, cli I, I climbed, I like I, sh I sh um, what was I going to say? Shrugged down. Like I, yeah, like, I don't know a word. What's the word? Lord? Shrug. Shrinked. I was like shrink down a little bit and um, to get in. But it, I remember when I was doing it, like I didn't hurt like my body, like it, it was it was it was tight to get in there, <clears throat> and why I say it was like a P shape because my leg went where the P the the letter that hang the part of the P that goes downwards, that was like where my leg went in, and then I had to duck down, duck down. That's what I mean to say, duck down so I could go through the P part, 
where the, the little hole in the pee is. And that's when I walked in there. <clears throat> and I went in there and I was like, dang, I was like, did my grandmother move? Cause she had a house and now she was in like a nice apartment. And I'm like, she was in his apartment and there was a whole bunch of people in there in this room. And um they were all speaking Spanish. And so I just sat there and then I knew while I was sitting there that I knew that my grandmother was looking at me. And I know because when I went to go visit her, I remember she cried because I look, I like resemble my mom a lot, like my features. My sister kind of like resembles my dad a little bit. So do my half brothers. They kind of resemble my dad more. But um, I like resemble my mom. And that could be another reason too why me and my pops bang the heads a lot. But um, but I shut down and I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in there sitting and I kind of like in my peripheral to my left side. I know my grandmother was sitting in a chair and I was sitting on the floor and I was trying to like understand what they was talking about in Spanish. And that's the thing, like when I'm around them a lot, I, I actually start picking up on it quicker. It's just me not being around it. I feel like timid, like shy to try to pronounce words, but I do know Spanish, like, you know, for the most part, I'm not like super, super fluent, but I do know a little bit. Yo hablo un poco de espanol. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so anyways, and she came up and hugged me and she just gave me a hug and I knew she loved me and it made me feel good because, you know, everybody kind of had their little detachment, like their little distance from me because, because the, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, and, um, and it's cool, like before I, I was real guarded about it and I made sure that I had like a real strong exterior. So just by doing this bo- podcast, like I opened up a lot because I'm not really worried about the audience because I don't know who the audience is. You know what I mean? So it's different like when you're like you're around, you know, you grow up in the hood, you feel like you got to you got to be tough. You got to be strong. But I think also doing the MMA training and stuff, like it gave me more confidence, you know, like with my ground game and my striking and all that. It was just like, you know what? I don't got to try to be like them. Like, I'm going to just be the way that the Lord made me, you know, loving, forgiving, kind. You know what I mean? I am a little hot-headed. I've always been hot-headed. I've always been, you know, uh, explosive. You know, so that's one thing that I'm still working on. Um, it's tough because I don't know. They say like if you poke an animal with a stick, like that animal is always on edge. You know what I mean? It's quick to attack anybody because it's been messed with so much. And that's how I am. Like I've been messed with my whole life from everybody, you know. So when you when you dealing with being bullied outside of the house and then you come home and you being bullied from inside the house. You, you turn out the way that I turned out, which is explosive and always ready to attack quick. And I, that's how I am because, or was, I'm trying to change. But, you know, um, when I snapped on that dude, Muhammad, you know, that's exactly what it was because he was trying to bully me. And I don't put up with it no more, man. Like, I'm tired of, like, I bully the bullies now. You know what I mean? And I don't care. Like, you can't. You know, it's because of God, but like, I remember I, I got jumped by like six dudes one time. I know my sister got me jumped by like six dudes. And the next day at school, they was just bragging, telling everybody that they jumped me and they stomped me out and this and that. 
And I didn't have no black eyes or nothing. Now, my head was a little lumpy. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. You know what I mean? But my hair covered it up so you couldn't tell. You know, but I didn't have like any gashes, cuts. I wasn't, no scars, nothing, no black eyes or nothing. And, um, but like I did, there was, was a rumor though. I mean, at least from that jumping I didn't, but I did, there was a rumor that I always walked around with two black eyes because I, I was always fighting, always fighting, you know? And then, so when you're, when you get attacked like that so much, you learn to strike first at the, at the, at, at the even slightest hint. That somebody's trying to intimidate me, the slightest hint that somebody's trying to push up on me to try to bully me, just smash them. Smash them like Tyson. So quick. Ferocious like an animal. And that's the way I survived. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's really how I won pretty much all my fights. Because I knew when I hesitated and I let somebody attack me first, even though it didn't hurt me. And that was and I remember that like I remember getting stomped out and I remember hearing Jesus saying don't fight back you know what i mean just let him just let him do it you know and i remember hearing him you know during those times when i was getting jumped <clears throat> and um you know and i didn't even know jesus at the time but he he brings those stuff that stuff back to your memory but i just learned from always getting jumped you know usually it was probably about at least two three guys that would jump me but one time i literally had probably like 30 40 kids outside of my house uh, just, just wanted to destroy me, and I couldn't understand how, how, how it got to that point. I was actually taking a nap after school, and when I woke up, my dad was like, "Don't even come downstairs." He was like, "There's forty kids, like forty kids out here," and I remember looking from the top of the steps, kind of looking down through the window, because you know how the doors got the windows at the top of the door, and I was kind of looking, and I'm like, "Dang!" and I was. Like, I got like a nervous energy, but it was almost like, why is all this for me? You know what I mean? And I remember I was only in like eighth grade, eighth grade. And there was like 40 kids out there. And it, I remember the kid's name, Andy Moretto. So for some reason, I don't know. That's how it always was. Like somebody would just found a reason to not like me. Just automatically, like, oh, I don't like you. And I'm just like, who's that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know who that is. So there's just no reason. Nothing like never looked at them, don't know them. First time I seen them, and they just automatically made a mind up. I don't like him, and they just automatically start start picking at me. You know what I mean? And so him and his cousin Sean said they was gonna come over after school to fight me. And <clears throat> sure enough, I was leaving my my uh, house. I was walking down the street, and they pulled up. The one dude they was on bikes, and the dude Andy said. He's like, after I beat you up, uh, my cousin Sean's going to beat you up. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to beat you up too. He's like, so don't be trying to run off. And so I'm like, man, all right, here we go. And um, one of my friends told me to put something in my hand to clench my fist because I didn't know how to fight back then or whatever. Now I know that's just crap. Like, I don't do that now. You know what I mean? Like, not a fight now. But um, I think it was like a lighter. So I put, I put a lighter in my hand to compact my punch. And I had two, I think I had two lighters, one in each hand. And I just kept my fist balled up, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I already knew that was, he was coming. I didn't know he was going to bring his cousin with him. And, uh, yeah, I laid him out, you know, laid him out quick. And then uh, his cousin didn't even want to fight. But his cousin left. They both left. And then when they came back, 
um, that's when they had like the 40 kids with them. And, and, and one dude, Dwayne Adair, from, because uh, I went to Grove for it. This dude was like a big black kid, bodybuilder type black kid. And the way that he was talking to my dad, man, that was, I forgive him right now in Jesus' name. Because it, just, it strike a nerve. I seen I seen him on Facebook years later, and I I came at him, you know, like I want that smoke, just for, because you know, those memories, man, they trigger something, especially now that my dad passed away, you know what I'm saying, and it's hard to let go of some of those things. But uh, yeah, I forgive him in Jesus' name. You can have him, Jesus, take take that. But um, but yeah, I wanted to smash this dude. But he was talking so greasy to my dad. Like none of these people even none of these kids knew my dad, and they were all over there based off of whatever this kid decided he didn't like me and then he got beat up and then now he went and started spreading lies and rumors and that happened to me when i was running with busy bone and seven signs same thing like that's what i'm saying like things happen in patterns you know what i'm saying and i just i've noticed this pattern throughout my whole life how people just i know now that it's demons and that's why i forgive them and i pray for them because i know that they don't know you know and it happened so quick. I mean, the demons just got me snapping out on that, that Muslim dude uh, the other day. You know what I mean? So that's what they do. Like, they're trying to do that so they can run back and snitch on you to God. Like, he did this and he did that so they can cause more problems. And that's basically what happened. Today was a crappy day, too, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't even get into that in the last episode. And I know, I know, I always go off track and be forgetting what I'll be talking about or whatever, but... This is supposed to be about the Left Behind movie, the review, and that the the YouTube channel, the good news. I don't even know what it is. I gotta look it up, but I don't even care. I ain't following them. It was two white dudes on there. But um as soon as I seen them, they were like, Yeah, they as soon as I they this is the thing. Demons spread the same type of lies to whoever they can. They always spread the same type of lie to get you. And if you don't if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have God to help you to expose that lie, they're going to get you with that same lie. They're going to get everybody with the same lie, right? And the lie is this. Oh, you know, the that that's, you know, the pre-tribulation rapture isn't going to prepare uh Christians to go through the great tribulation. Why do the, why why would these if you're a believer and you're a Christian and we're supposed to have childlike faith and we're supposed to trust in the Lord, no matter what. And I get it. There's 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 moments where I'm wore out because I'm under spiritual attack. And I don't got nobody to pray with me. I don't got nobody to pray with me. Who am I, who am I going to call to pray with me that's trying to be perfect like our Father in Heaven is perfect? Who am I going to call that's trying to be holy like our Father in Heaven is holy? I don't have anyone. You see what I'm saying? Because ain't nobody living, trying to live their life like this. It's random people on the internet, but I don't have relationships with them. I might comment on a video here and there or whatever, you know, and I'm sure they're going through the same thing as well. <clears throat> and yeah, that's a good idea, whoever just thought of that. Uh, we should try to, I should try to reach out, you know, to them and try to establish a prayer, you know, like a prayer circle with them or whatever. But one thing I noticed too is, there is a, a big group of people that are like always talking about the rapture and getting raptured, 
but they're also preaching once saved, always saved, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what's frustrating because and in that circle that I notice, it's all the Tim Henderson circle, the Chelsea Bedell circle, you know, the Barry Scarborough circle, you know, they all believe in once saved, always saved. And I just don't understand that because that's not that's not my relationship with, with God. That's not my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so I can't I cannot I cannot go back into believing that because I went to hell believing that. I was a, a Christian that went to hell. So there had to have been a reason that God sent me to hell even though I, that I thought I was a Christian. And it's because demons recognize authority based on belief and belief is obedience. If you believe something, you're going to be obedient. If you love Jesus, you're going to obey his commandments. Why does everybody seem to skip over that? He said, if you love me, you will obey me. Let me see if I can find that real quick. If you love me. Ah, oh, here it is right here. And we're not going to be able to, you know, do all these searches real quick. John 14, 15. All right. If ye love me, keep my commandments. You want, you want me to read the whole thing? Okay, I will. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever ye shall ask of my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray to Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever." Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. You know, I mean, that's beautiful. You know, and yeah, sometimes, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, the enemy attacks me. I get it. But the problem I have is the pride and ego of these people. They post a video and then they just they they just keep running with it. You know, look at me. I'm not perfect, but I want to make sure before the night ends that I get back on here and I notify whoever is listening to this and update y'all. Why? Because the Holy Spirit told me. Because God told me. You know what I mean? And I do believe that God is the Father. You know what I mean? He sent forth his word that became flesh which is Jesus, and then when Jesus died and resurrected, he sent us the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And then that Holy Spirit that's dwelling with us, he's helping us so that we can, you know, lead more souls to Christ, to the Father. You know what I mean? So, you know, and then, you know, because Jesus says, I and the Father are one, let me look at that real quick. I... And the Father are one. I'll read. I'll read the whole thing too. <clears throat> so John ten thirty says, "I and my Father are one." My sheep hear my. This starts at twenty seven though. So John ten twenty seven, and it goes to John ten thirty three. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. But remember, his sheep hear his voice, they know him, and they follow him. 
And because we follow him, he gives us eternal life, so we shall never perish, and now neither shall any man pluck them out of his hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered him, Many good works have I showed you from my Father, for which of those works do ye stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For good works we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because thou, that thou being a man, makest thyself God. And what do the Muslims believe? That God is so great that he can't be a man, which is stupidity. God is so great that he can do whatever he wants to do. So if God wants to be a man, he can do that. We don't have to understand everything. I mean, do you understand the process for which you breathe? Do you understand involuntary blinking and heart beating and, and lungs breathing? Do you understand that? I mean, do you understand how our cells regenerate? Do you understand how a baby grows into a full-size adult? No. A lot of people don't. You know? That's just like I posted something the other day where basically this guy was talking about how the scientific theory can't even prove science. And he just listed a whole other, a bunch of other stuff. And some lady went on there and commented... Talking about, this is scientism. And I'm just like, man, some things are just over people's head. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> I don't understand everything that I post because a lot of times it's just the Holy Spirit working through me. So I just kind of go with that. The Lord doesn't have to repeat himself. So that's why they say sometimes the first thought is the correct thought because God doesn't have to repeat himself. If God's like, you shouldn't go to work today, but then... You have 30 thoughts after that thought, you know, panicking, like, man, I need to go. I got to make the money. I got to do this. I got to do that. I need to go. You know, that that car salesman is the devil. The devil is always repeating, always harassing, always impatient, always anxious. God's chill. He God, man. He's just chilling. Like, I'm God. And I said, don't go. Don't go to work. And then you go and then something bad happens. Right. And we do it all the time. I'm not perfect. I go through that all the time. Like when that thing happened with that Muhammad dude, before I even drove out there, before I even made the 30 minute trip, I, the first thought I had was don't go. It's not worth it. That was the first thought. You know, and when I got there, I'm like, man, I knew I shouldn't have drove all the way out here. You know what I mean? But I did it anyway. So, yeah, I mean, we're not perfect. We all make mistakes. But let me give you my honest opinion of that Left Behind movie with Kevin Sorbo. I dozed off a couple times, you know. And this is the thing, man. You know, I don't direct movies, but, you know, I used to, I, you know, I, I did video music videos, right? And one thing I learned is you got to change scenes. This is like the first rule for editing any type of video content, whether it's music videos or movies. People have short attention spans. So you literally want to change scenes, change angles, change backgrounds, probably like every five seconds. You know what I mean? Seriously. You know what I mean? So like if you got a scene where people are talking... And I get like, you know, Kevin Sorbo was trying to 
get the message out and do this and do that. <clears throat> but we're just dealing with <clears throat> people that have short attention span, you know. Like I almost want to say Rapture Palooza did better than that. And that that was like a mockery of it. You know, that was like a comedy of it, like downplaying it. But yeah, I mean, they probably had a bigger budget, you know what I'm saying? The special effects and stuff like that. But honestly, if you got a couple million dollars, which I think he said they spent like two or three million to do that movie, um, you know, it, it isn't hard to, to put some special effects in there. I mean, with the filters and, you know, the things like that. And if you really got um, believers working on a movie and all of that, they get it. Like, they're just going to don't you know how many people want to be involved with something like that just for the credits like like internships you know what i'm saying so i don't know like i, I a lot of those left behind movies I, a lot of christian movies it's hard for me to get into it and it's because we've been so groomed to like the fast action pace type of movies that they they have out now that yeah, I get like, you know, if you don't have that budget, you can't really compete with it. But I wouldn't really go that far, you know, because um, I don't know, man. It was just so much talking. And plus, to me, I know all this stuff, you know, like um, the, my friend went with me and she liked it. She liked the movie. I mean, I don't know. If she was just saying that because she didn't want to hurt my feelings or whatever. I dozed off a little bit. So I was like asking her, like, well, what happened to this dude? What happened to that? Or like, who's that? And so I was missing little bits and pieces, but I am tired too, because I've just been running a lot lately, trying to come up with some money for all these things. And um, so I've just been, I've been, I, I woke up early to go to this interview that's, that was paying a lot. And it was like pandemonium down there because the job was like for, it was like 32 to $52 an hour. And it was straight pandemonium. Like they had three, there was three what three roads to get to this location, and all three roads were back to back traffic. And I told my dude, like, look, bro, it's gonna be two three hours before we can get in there. And I'm like, let's just park the car and walk up. You know, let's think outside the box. And he's like, all right, cool. So we parked the car, we walked up, and probably within like five minutes, <clears throat> I was at the gate, <clears throat> talked to the lady, and she's like. Yeah, somebody posted on Facebook that it was open interviews, and it is. It isn't. It's it's by appointment only. And I'm like, cool. I'm out. You know, went and got some breakfast. And yo, this breakfast was the bomb. This cook, he had. I got a veggie omelet. He put cream cheese in it. Yo, it slapped. I'm like, I'm going back for sure. Like, I'm like, this dude is a genius. Cream cheese inside of a veggie omelet. That might not sound good to some of y'all, but I put a whole bunch of hot sauce on it. I love hot sauce. It slapped. The only thing I regret is I didn't get no jalapenos in it because I love jalapenos too. <clears throat> My homie, though, he Puerto Rican. He don't like no hot food. And I'm like, man, I don't know if you really Latino. <laughs> like, Nah, I'm just teasing. But, um. I think it take a while to kind of like build up a taste for like spicy food, but um, I tell you who got some spicy food is the Indian food. If you get them that masala, them tiki masalas or that biryani from like the Hindu spots, ooh wee. And um, I, I do need to start up 
maintain like more of a vegetarian diet, but um, if you get that chicken tiki masala with the paneer, the garlic paneer bread, ooh wee, that slap. But um, that's kind of like my vice now is the food. But it's cool because I fast for most of the day except for today. I did eat breakfast, kind of like a birthday treat for me, really, because yesterday was such a crummy day, and um, my birthday food. All, all all my childhood growing up was Sloppy Joe. So I don't know. It was something about Sloppy Joe with the onions and the tomatoes in it or something like that. But I did have that on the 24th, I think. I had a little Sloppy Joe from White Castle. And it was crazy because I went there to get two egg sandwiches. And I seen, I'm like, dang, y'all got Sloppy Joe now? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, do it slap? And she was like, yeah. And so when she gave me my egg sandwiches, she was like, I put a sloppy joe in there for you. I'm like, you did? She had a big cheese on her face. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, thank you. And it's just little things like that. You know what I mean? Like, always been one of those people that, like, when I see see my friends, I'm just like, yo, what's up? Like, just always give them mad enthusiasm and just build people up, you know. And that is a sign of, you know, being in Christ, that we want to build each other up. You know what I mean? I tear myself down a lot, you know, like even when I was saying that stuff earlier, like I just don't want to exist. And that, I mean, I know it was wrong to say that, but I was like, you know, in my feelings and um, that's how I felt. You know, that's how I felt. Like that's the way these demons make you feel when they put that pressure on you. You know what I mean? Like just you do feel like you just get tired, like, man, a lifetime of just getting beat up, man, you just get exhausted from it, you know what I'm saying, and I just don't feel like I get that many breaks, you know, the only time I really get a break is when I'm at the crib, like right now, because ain't nobody gonna walk up in here, you know, and I know I got angels standing guard, so no demons could come up in here, even though I do be hearing demons trying to make noises in in my apartment, you know, clanking and clacking things, I just ignore them, because they're just like immature entities, you know what I'm saying, highly immature, highly childish, but really they're just demonic, you know what I mean, they're annoying, all they want is attention, you know what I'm saying, and I don't give it to them, like I don't even care, like I don't even pay no attention to them, so, and that's what I'm saying, I live alone, so what else is going to be making those type of noises, you know what I'm saying, so I know what it is, and I ain't even tripping, you know what I mean, and it could be, I don't know what it could be, it could be something some type of piece of clothing that's um that's attracting them. Maybe some. I got some of my dad's. You heard that right now? You heard that little noise? That was a water bottle. But out of nowhere, it's going to make a noise. So I, this is what I like to do. Dear Heavenly Father, Yahuwah, in the name of Yahusha, I pray that the... Any demonic entities that are around me right now, around any of my listeners, I pray that you bind them, that you bind the strong man that sent them, and that you send them to the bottomless pit to get tortured by the principalities overseeing them. Send them there, and and I pray they never come back to harass us. And on top of that, Lord, I pray that you silence all demonic chit-chatter around us so we have absolutely no negative thoughts being pressed upon us. And Yahushua's heavenly name, I pray. Amen. And I just gotta, I just, and that's like when these things happen to us all the time, that's what God wants. 
God wants us to just be like, Dad, Dad, Dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dad, this is a, take care of this. And he loves to come to the rescue. Dun, da, da, da. Like Superman, the real Superman. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, I'm gonna jump off here. I always do that. I always get on here and start talking for a long time. But yeah, I mean, the left behind, it was kind of boring. I ain't going front. And it was just because it was always the same backgrounds, the same scenes, just a lot of talking and not a lot of action. And it's just like, if you're talking about left behind, the rise of the Antichrist, then get into it. How hard is it for you to go to the, the costume store and get some alien costumes because you know those are the demons of fallen angels? How hard is it for you to use public footage that's part of the public domain for educational purposes and put the clips of that in the movie. Like they did talk about a lot of things that was going on right now, setting the stage for, for everything. But you know, I don't know. And this is the thing too, like Dallas Jenkins, the dude that does the chosen, his dad wrote those books for the left behind. I haven't read all the books. I read the Bible. Like I'm cool. Like I'm not really trying to read nobody else's, you know, I'm good. I'll read the Bible. Like I, I, I like to stick to factual stuff. I write books that are nonfiction. You know what I mean? I don't like fairy tale stuff. Like let's, we don't got time for that. Let's just get straight to the point. You know what I mean? And um, so yeah, I was actually, I was actually disappointed because Pastor Sandy kind of hyped it up. Like yeah, it's supposed to be good. Man, I was probably snoring. You know what I mean? A couple times I was just like. Uh. Boring, you know what I mean? Like I wanted the only action was when the the Antichrist shot like two or three people, and then when that happened, I kind of had like a deja vu. Like man, I've already seen this before, and I think I have. I think I've seen some other movie that 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 was like that. And that's the thing with the Left Behind is like they always got the same actors and stuff. It's just like man, psh, if you're gonna redo it, redo it the right way. You know what I mean? Make it better than whatever you was doing. So. I mean, y'all could check it out. I think it's only in the movies for two, three days or whatever. I'm not knocking it. It's all good. They even had uh, Mike Huckleby, the politician, come on at the end. But even after that, like, when the credits came on, like, after all that, it was, like, halfway through. It was just, like, all loud, like, ba-bang, and all the credits started going. I was like, man, that's sloppy. That only seemed like a rush job. I'm not trying to knock Kevin Sorbo or anything like that. But just like as an actor, he never really did it for me. Like not even with the Hercules TV show. This is just my personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like um, I'm not. I don't want. I'm not hating on nobody. Like this is just me from a creative point of view. I love anybody who's spreading the gospel. I got love for him. I don't know him personally or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But everybody got their preferences. There's people that don't like my music. I remember I met, met some dude in um, college. He's like, man, I I, I hate Ilion, but I love his music. He was my roommate. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was a roommate in college and he had long hair, but he was bald. And I'm not, I'm not cracking on him. I promise you, I'm not cracking on him. It was like the dude on the couch, like in half baked or whatever. It was like who's the who's the guy on the couch? You know what I mean? He was like that guy. Like he was really we was like 1920, and this dude was probably like 40 or something. I can't talk because I just turned 44 yesterday, right? <clears throat> but um, I don't think, I mean, I don't think I look 44, but who knows? You know, whatever. I don't care. 
See, that's why it's not good to talk too much because you start looking like a fool. So it's just better for me to stay silent and kind of just be out of sight, out of mind because, you know, people like when y'all, when I posted that episode of that girl, she's like, man, I be with the free age music logo, like the story behind it. Like I let people have their opinion. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, a, you know, that's your opinion, whatever. But she's just the type of girl like she's always picking at me. And that's one thing I noticed with a lot of people. They're like, they're always trying to find flaws about me. And it's just like, yo, I know I'm not perfect. I know there's all kinds of things. Why do you think I'm always talking to God, asking him to forgive me? Did you not hear my prayer earlier? Like, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm such a problem. Like, I'm such a flawed individual that I'm always failing at everything that I do that it's depressing. You know what I mean? And I got to live with me. You guys can skip this and turn it off and go to another program or whatever. But I got to deal with me. So uh, I know my ex-wife couldn't handle <laughs> dealing with me. It definitely wasn't no, uh, was it happily ever after? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like whatever they be saying, like all that. It wasn't that for her. She she like, I'm good on this dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But yeah, I love y'all. I'm out. Uh, check out the movie if you want. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't have enough action for me. And I'm the type of person, like, if the rapture, if the, the whole thing was about the rapture and this and that, um, get to, get to the meat and potatoes, man. Like, why don't you really do a real movie that's really showing people that they're going to go to hell? Like, th the fact that the world is lukewarm is because it's always all this lukewarm stuff. Like, just get straight to the facts. If it's like Saul, if it's like horror, like, you don't have to show all this stuff, but you can still create that suspense. You can still create that fear and really hammer it into, scare people into giving their life to Christ because that's how I live my life. Working out my salvation with fear and trembling because I'm petrified of the Lord. Petrified of him. Scared to death of God and what he could do to me. And that's, that's how you get people in shape. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean... I hate to be like, I'd be like a, a fire and brimstone type of pastor or preacher, but that's kept me in line. You know, when I start to waver, I'm watching hell testimonies. You know, I'm doing this to myself. You know what I mean? Because I can only rely on me because it's my free will. So I don't mean like I can only rely on me. I rely on God, but I'm just saying like, God definitely puts me in check, but I try to put myself in check before he has to check me. You feel me with what I'm saying? Because if he if he really puts you there, that's really petrifying. So, all right, I'm out. Peace.